Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. I'm Hollis Taylor, and I'm one of the astrologers here today. I do all kinds of different astrology readings, um, and you can totally check it out um, at my website, divineandrogen.com. I also do like a bunch of other stuff too, like Akashic Records and mediumship um, and coaching. So, and hi there. I'm Bright Hawk. Hollis does really great readings, I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm an artist, author, uh, astrologer, musician, storyteller. Um, you can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com and order my award-winning book, The Dancing Hippo, which is beautifully illustrated, gender neutral, and um, and uh, incredibly well illustrated by Amanda Moore. So yeah, happy to share that. It's a great holiday gift if you're still haven't gotten that all together yet <laughs> and if you send us an email you know or a message or something we'll make sure we get it out right away <laughs> for sure because it would definitely need that so yeah. um anyway and uh, can't join us this time but we'll look forward to them joining us next time he's um i'm sure going to tell us about a new animal because the season's changing this week should be yeah december I'm 18th sure to the 24th Includes yeah. winter solstice. Yeah, there's a lot going on this week. So um, let's take a minute to first ground and get ourselves grounded. Put your feet on the floor. Close your eyes. Let the stress peel back and just let it all go. Let's just take a minute to feel into our bottoms and our feet on the floor, our bottoms on the seat, our back in the chair. And I invite you to just be present in your seat. moment to imagine yourself floating up, up into space, releasing and allowing your soul to travel through space, up into the universe, surrounded by the stars and the moon. 
stars and a constellation starts to make itself apparent to you shines brighter and it gets bigger and the constellation seems to have an imprint of a goat the types of goats with the big horns
this constellation and the stability and the safety that Capricorn holds for you. You can feel Mercury going backwards in the sky in front of you, right through that constellation. Helping us to review our work in the world. Review and revise and maybe we need to edit the way we thought we would do it the first time. Change what we think might be a better form of that. And as this constellation pulls back farther away from you, allowing you to be centered in space and feeling pushed back into your body, back to where we are now, into your room, into your home, and into the here and now. You feel your feet on the floor. You stretch your fingers and your hand. And you become present in your body, in the here and now. And I welcome you to open your eyes present in our current moment. was a lovely little journey thanks I appreciate that and sometimes Capricorn's taking me some time to um actually grasp because I, I don't have much cap I have Capricorn in my chart everyone does but mine is empty so I don't have a whole lot of that energy but um but she does <laughs> And, um, and I've, I've had some people that have like, um, I've worked with some people that have like six planets in Capricorn and you're like, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I've just kind of spent some time with Capricorn and I have come to appreciate it's, it's ruling planet is Saturn and I've come, I've come to appreciate the, the boundaries of Capricorn. Often, like if you notice, Bright Hawk, if someone really steps on your boundaries, you're likely to let them know. Be very clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, without much like coaching in that department. Like, mm. you know, I mean, I'm not saying you're perfect about it, but I'm just saying that, you know, you do have some awareness of your boundaries without. And some people are like, boundaries? What's that? You know? And. Um, I'm just going to say that sometimes it's safer to be around people with boundaries often. Um, it's so much easier to know 
who you're around and what is expected and what is not acceptable. Um, so then it's easier to be around those people, in my opinion. Uh, and I think that it's not always easy to set boundaries. Like even I sometimes struggle um, to know what boundary to set until it's until it's presenting itself and then i'm like oh well we need to set a boundary here <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate that most of us have been modeled most of what has been modeled for most of us has been your boundaries get crossed somebody gets pissed and then you find out that there's a boundary right <laughs> and the, and then the person's even more pissed because you forced them to exp express the boundary they were obviously not willing to express so we're mad at the other person when we're really mad at ourselves for not creating right. a good boundary. I loved what Brene Brown said. Clarity is kind. Yes. When you are clear, you set clear boundaries. People appreciate that. They know where they stand, right. where not to stand. <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, sometimes you don't know the boundary is there until somebody steps on it and then you're like, so right. I try not to like overreact. I try to react as soon as I realize that there's a boundary there. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, trying to learn how to there's do that. a boundary. <laughs> um, and um, I try not to get upset in that moment. I try to go, oh, that's that's a boundary. Oh, we need to put a boundary up there. I'm pretty clear about my boundaries, but it's been a lot of practice. They, they didn't come naturally to me that they seem to come naturally to you. And I think that they come naturally to Capricorns to Capricorns mm -hmm. um and I think that that's from Saturn Saturn is the ruling planet exactly and Saturn is all about restrictions and boundaries my Saturn's in Cancer so I mean I know where the I I realize where they are when they're crossed <laughs> you know if someone tries to step in my Cancer shell then I'm probably going to notice so I've been able to say mm, that's a boundary but I've noticed in coaching and things like that, that some people, um, Pisces really seem to struggle with boundaries. True that. They, um, the boundaries come and uh, they don't know that they've crossed them or they don't know that someone has crossed them. And then that, um, and then they get upset and spend a lot of time being upset instead of just, and, and then even if they know it's a boundary, they don't feel that it's always important to hold. So, um, so, you know, there's a struggle with boundaries. And if you're struggling with boundaries, I would definitely look at your chart, find out where your Saturn is. For sure. Find out also where your Mars is, because your Mars will help you take action. So, like, you know, pay attention. And Mercury. So, um, you know, if Saturn is in aspect to Mercury or Mars, that would be a way on how you could engage your boundaries in a better way. So if you struggle with boundaries, totally get it. Um, just try Like I tried to notice that mine was in cancer and mine's at the top of my chart. So I feel it, but my Libra moon would sometimes leave me not wanting to say that you've now crossed my boundary. So instead now I engage my Mars and Gemini and my Scorpio rising, uh, which is, and you know, my Mercury's in Libra too, but my Scorpio rising is like truth speaker. And my Mars and Gemini is very much like, you won't, you're, we're not doing this. And, um, and my Mars is in the eighth house, which is ruled by Scorpio. So it's like, it's very like intense uh, when someone does cross my boundary. It's not that I'm angry. It's just that takes me 
a little extra energy to say it. And now I'm like, okay, now you've crossed my boundary and I need you to stop now. I can't have you. And, and people are often, I notice sometimes if they don't really know me that well, they're thrown, I guess I don't give off that energy or something. Like when I do, and maybe Brighthawk, maybe you even have this problem. When you do speak your boundary, people are like, what? Oh my God. Oh <laughs> shit. Like, and they start like backpedaling and then you almost feel like they're walking on eggshells around you. And that doesn't ever feel good. No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I think that's the part, the Libra part that is aware of that. And then the Libra is like, how important is this boundary so that's where the libra comes in because the libra is aware of how the other person's going to act if you say the boundary is so. this worth speaking or not wow yeah isn't yeah. isn't astrology just amazing that way where it, it does so much to help explain how wow i believe we are all one in the great you know oneness of all things and we are all such interesting unique characters uh -huh. and the more you learn about astrology the more you're like wow right <laughs> yeah and then when you realize these things about yourself you can go okay is there a softer way i can speak this boundary yeah so that this person doesn't take it personally that's why i always say or are they just the leo a rising and they're gonna take it personally <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like you know there's nothing i could do they're gonna take this personally no matter what i do right you know and so sometimes that happens too right. and uh it just depends on the person if you don't know the person very well that can make it really hard too so All anyway right. so, so let's talk about this week December yeah 18th to the 24th if you celebrate Christmas Eve, that's the 24th. It's also a week where, of course, it, we cover the winter solstice on the 21st. And as a winter solstice baby, in case you <laughs> haven't heard the story of why they call me Bright Hawk, a bright light born on a dark night, <laughs> I might have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So we start off on Monday, December the 18th. And um, I finally looked it up and found out what that small triangle, you can see there's kind of like a small triangle at the top of the chart there pointing to Saturn. That is what they, uh, what I found to mean a minor grand trine. Ah. So, um, and it's kind of pointing at Saturn up there in Pisces. It's communicating with Mercury, which is retrograde. And, um, jupiter which is in taurus and so you can kind of see that like it kind of creates a nice it's all positive aspects because it's sextile and trine but you know the sun is trining jupiter which which we talked about last week about you know saying what you want speaking that out loud because jupiter is listening okay and so then if it's sextiling saturn that means that Saturn's going to allow those things to happen, especially since Saturn's in Pisces. Saturn's like, what restrictions? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so therefore uh, allowing those things to come to come to fruition for you. So that's, you know, that's a big deal that's going on. And, and you know, Venus, the other the one thing that I noticed that I was like, ooh, Venus is in opposition to Uranus. So just be careful about like finances and your path forward. 
um, especially since Venus rules Taurus and Uranus is in Taurus. It makes, and Uranus is retrograde. It makes me think about like maybe overspending for the That's holidays. Right. Yeah. Excess. Um, Be careful. Excess in Don't any do way. too much partying, too much, too much of anything. And have a strategy there. If you notice right next to Venus's uh, Palace Athena, that's that little like sort of uh, diamond with a plus sign at the bottom. Kind of looks like Venus, except it has a diamond body. Um, that's mm -hmm. about strategy. And, you know, so it's, it's if you follow your intuition, you'll probably be better off. And if you follow your plan, you'll probably be better off too. And I noticed the moon is trining Venus too. Yes, uh, the moon is trining Venus. It's in a sextile to Uranus, um, but it is squaring Mars. So the moon is a waxing crescent. We, you know, this last week we had a new moon on the 13th, I think it was, mm. and or 12th, and we'll have a full moon the day after Christmas, if you celebrate that, the 26th. Uh, so this report only goes up to the 24th, of course. So it's a waxing crescent moon and the moon is in Pisces. Um, as you can see, it's about to conjunct Neptune. <clears throat> um, and of course, when the moon is in Pisces, it answers to Neptune. And um, so they're having a cozy conversation about how do you feel about your dreams and are we under any illusions and uh, uh, spiritually speaking, what are you feeling? What is your intuition? I imagine intuition would be straight, quite strong in this day. Yeah, especially with Moon the two. Neptune. Well, they're they're about nine degrees apart. Well, it, it, during the as yeah. the day goes on and as the day tomorrow. goes on, yeah, when it's actually, but I would say yeah because they're in the same sign. So the moon and Neptune in the same sign. It may depend on where your stuff is in your chart. As long as it's not over there in Virgo in opposition, um, you should be, or in a strong square to the to Neptune, you should be pretty good on the psychic scale. Like as far as your psychic abilities could be enhanced during this day, Monday, yeah, December Yeah, and it even get stronger on Tuesday, that oh, yeah? particular conjunction. Um, yeah, so uh yeah it looks like uh oh it looks like the it looks like the moon and neptune at this become pretty much become mm -hmm. on top of each other mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's great now at this time you know uranus is still in opposition to venus and athena so you just want to be careful of relationships overdoing it or overspending right and so on this day the moon will be in a sextile to pluto so that's sort of the generational transformation. And um, Pluto, of course, has been very, 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 very slow and sitting at, what are we at, 28 degrees still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been at 28 degrees for a really <laughs> long time. I know, it's and it will continue to be. And um, directly across from my Saturn, so I get it. Yeah. And so there you know, the moon in, is having that conversation with Neptune and at the same time, it's in a square to Mercury, the planet of communication, the planet that is also currently retrograde. Mm. So uh, what do we need to review? Uh, what do we need to maybe re-edit, adjust, take into account? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So and, and, then... and the and the moon, by the way, when it's at 29 degrees, we call that the anoretic degree. It's sort of the last degree of any of the sign is always sort of a take stock kind of moment. And um, it'll be moving into Aries later in the e day, that evening. Tuesday and, night. <clears throat> yeah, and then definitely into Aries on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it's definitely 13 degrees into Aries at this point. Now, I noticed on, on Wednesday, Uranus is in conjunct uh, Mars. It becomes in conjunct to Mars, which uh, that could be that your actions, you know, like hopefully you didn't... Uh, follow through on that expensive gift or overspending or overdoing it. Um, and, you know, because Uranus is still in opposition to Venus and Pallas Athena, but now it's also in conjunct Mars. So that's about action. Okay. Yeah. And it could be really positive action time to take what it, it could be a very productive day for you because the moon is now in Aries and the, and Aries is ruled by Mars. And the moon is in a trine with Mars. So mm. let's get it done. Yeah. Right? So maybe really follow really, your intuition like we yeah, said the other day. Yeah, you could day. be so productive. You could be so productive. Yeah, following your intuition in particular. On Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Now, Saturn is sextiling the Mercury retrograde. So you may find yourself sort of swallowing your words a little bit, but it could be actually a good thing. Mm. Um, so if you feel that you're like... You want to say such and such, especially at work or while working or in relation to work, you just kind of decide not to say something. Um, that's Saturn. Saturn tends to restrict and it rules uh, Capricorn and Mercury and uh, Mercury retrograde and Saturn are, are communicating on that day, but it's a good communication. It's a sextile. So I'm going to say that maybe you feel restricted and then later you realize it was probably good you didn't say that. Okay, so if you feel a little restriction in how you can express yourself or or it could even be like your computer breaks down at work or something and it ends up being that it was good because, well, look at that, Zoom agrees. Um, I have no idea why that happens. But anyway, your computer could break down or something and then, um, you know, you could you could realize that that was actually a good thing for some reason, you know, maybe it kept you from doing some sort of action that needed to not happen or whatever. Um, or maybe you just have to review something, but there's a restriction and that's what Saturn is, is about boundaries and restriction. Okay. And it rules Capricorn and Mercury is, is, is retrograde in Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. So if you need to hold your tongue, hold your tongue. I have been in profound moments of gratitude later where I've realized, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't say anything. I would have put my foot in my mouth. Right. I made the wrong assumption. Oh man. Yeah. You know? That's happened to me too. Uh, yeah. And I'd much rather have that moment of awareness than the moment of regret when you did say something mm -hmm. and now you're like, why did I have to do that? Why? Yeah. Did I have to say that that way? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Great. So that this is that kind of day. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And um, on Thursday, which is the twenty first, um, so we're coming into we're coming into Yule. Yule is the twentieth. So happy Yule on Wednesday and Thursday is also Yule. Like Yule is a time span, sort of like Hanukkah, um, except I don't think it's quite that long. I think it's only like three or four days. 
um, the traditional Yule. Uh, so anyway, on this day, um, moonshine sun. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the moon is trining the sun. And the other interesting thing is that the south node is in a sextile to Mars. So this is really good. This is about, you know, especially where you came from and taking actions in relation to where you came from, especially regarding relationships. This is this is really good. Okay, so if you find yourself taking some sort of action in relation to where you came from or old ways of doing things or old things, um, that action is actually quite important. Um, and, you know, also be aware of um, the whole Uranus uh, thing of overspending and stuff. Try not to do that. That's still happening in the sky during this time. It's still happening this week. So just try not to overdo it. That's all. Sometimes people get caught up, I think, in the holiday energy or whatever, and they spend way more than they planned. I know. I yeah. I haven't been there uh, in a long time. I may may have done that way long time ago. There's something sure. that happens. Don't get under the trance of you must have this or you have to do this a certain way. You know what That's I used really to do? What it is. I used to set myself a range and yeah. then try to stay in that range. Yeah. So like you know, no more than 150 to two. Well, and hopefully you did all your big purchases before Mercury retrograde because we did say yeah. you know, do your Black Friday, Monday, Cyber Monday deals. That's what that I was did. The best time to do it. <laughs> That's what I did. So it. now, if you're if you're doing stuff at the last minute, oh boy, I just good luck. wish you good luck, you know. But it could also have to do with other things about like getting rid of things or shedding old ways. Yeah, that's um, great. And so, if you're taking action on that, that's great. Um, and with Venus um, in, in opposition to Uranus and Taurus, it's it's very like it could be. It could keep you from your path. So you just need to feel into it and feel what's best for you in any moment. Well, I want to point out that little stellium that the moon has joined in Aries that there's a real opportunity because Jupiter is, uh, the moon is about to conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter's always going to ask, so what do you want? And and do it in a big way. Like, okay, let's go do this, you know? Right. So careful what you ask for. <laughs> And of course, the fact that the North Node and Chiron are there is an opportunity for healing and an opportunity for course adjustment. Our North Node is literally, you know, our North Star, where are we headed? What is our destiny? Are we doing the things that are moving us in the direction of our destiny? Right. And with the moon trining the sun, that's also a great thing about following your, following your you know which way you're supposed to be going i always say that the sun is like your flashlight um mm -hmm. it's like if you're walking along in the dark the flashlight shines the way mm -hmm. and that's the sun and if the moon's trining it i'm gonna say your intuition is priceless here because the moon rules your intuition mm -hmm. so if you feel like you gotta go somewhere go and do it mm -hmm. okay and on the 22nd um, that's actually when the sun actually moves out of Sag and into Capricorn, okay? So happy birthday to all the Capricorns out there. And the other interesting thing about that is that Mercury also moves. Um, I think Mercury moved, oh, okay, Mercury's still in Capricorn. They're going to switch spots. 
Um, so Mercury's kind of moving backwards and the sun's coming in. So it's kind of like this. And Mercury's headed back to uh, to Sagittarius. And, and the sun is uh, moved into Capricorn. So it's Capricorn season. Yes, it will, it will lead to boundaries and things like that because Mercury and the sun are still sextiling um, Saturn over there in Pisces. So that's gonna, it's gonna create this energy of like you feeling like you wanna go this way. You might have a hard time communicating it and there could be some restrictions keeping you from doing that. But if you work through it, it should it should come easily, okay? So like you might have a hard time communicating about what you need to do, but you should be able to implement what you want to do because sun is in Capricorn, especially related to work um, or your job or wherever Capricorn is in your chart. So um, so typically Capricorn uh, rules like the MC area of your chart, but um, depending on your rising sign and how your chart is laid out, the Capricorn will be somewhere in there and you can look and see what house it's in and then you can look up and see what that house is about. It's not hard. You could just Google what is the first house about in astrology and boom, you will have thousands of articles to tell you the answer to that. It's not hard. So the moon at this point enters Taurus and you can see it's um, conjunct between Jupiter and Uranus. So again, Jupiter is going to be asking, what do you want? Uranus is that generational, transformational, unexpected, didn't see that coming kind of change. Right. And um, <clears throat> the moon in Taurus, Taurus is ruled by Venus. And so now the question becomes, what do you want in your relationships? Are, what are you valuing? Is that the right thing to be valuing? Do you want more of that? Do you want less of that? So um, that's what happens on um, the 22nd, Friday. Yeah, the 22nd. And, you know, Uranus is coming out now of the opposition with Venus. So um so you're starting that's starting to move out of that opposition now right and the moon will have passed over that will so pass the, over the moon that and opposition. uranus are going to do the same thing yeah. the sun and mercury are doing we don't usually look a lot at moon oppositions do we except no. full moons are obviously oppositions to the sun but usually we're looking more at the moon in terms of what is it uh -huh. acting most closely Oh, here's one. The moon is part of the opposition there to Venus. Um, so, uh, but also Neptune, I notice, is trining the moon. So there's a lot going on with the moon this day, but also the sun is trining Saturn. So that feels, that feels, and it will become into almost like a perfect, it's starting to come into a perfect trine today, Saturday and Sunday. So that's actually really good. This is the Saturn is allowing for this, whatever you're headed towards to come true, to help you manifest those things. Mercury retrograde has moved out of there, helping you. So Mercury retrograde has actually moved into Sagittarius. So when Mercury moves from Capricorn to Sagittarius in its retrograde pattern, it might let loose of whatever it was holding on to in that in that Capricorn phase. And as it moves more and more into Saturn over the weekend, I mean, into Sagittarius over the weekend, 
then you probably notice that it might that mercury retrograde energies are going to sort of dim down it's going to become more about your worldview and stuff like that so you know you might have some worldview changes during this time um while mercury continues its journey in sagittarius you might you know maybe from watching the news or something like that you might change what you thought before um, and it's going to be about reviewing and, and editing and revising. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there that need to revise their views um, of the world because sometimes we have a very limited for, you know, view of the world and we need to like listen to other experiences so that we can understand things more fully, especially things regarding other countries that we don't even live there. And, um, and then, you know, Venus is trining Neptune. So this is good. This is asking you, what do you value? Because Neptune's in its in Pisces and that's what it rules. Venus is in, in Scorpio, so it's a little quieter, but it is going to bring in the value of your spirituality, the value of your faith, the value of what you believe and why those things are important to you, which I think are very important this time of year because we have some people that the Christian faith is very important to them and that's fine. But some people, some others of us, what's more important to us is how the sun has returned, how the days are getting brighter. Thank God. Right. Okay. And so this week, the, the days are going to get just a minute or so longer. And we could just all be grateful for a little more sunshine and a lot and getting further away from 4:30 sunsets right and so you know i think that that's i think that's like the energy here is that you realizing what's important to you and your values in relation especially to the holiday or to this time of year in general yeah and the moon will be less emotional on this day which is nice to know sometimes the holidays get things a little revved up in the emotional department so it's a void moon on the 23rd that means that the it's less intense mm. and it's sextiling neptune so i would also think that this again is also a good psychic time especially sure. if you're a neptune ruled psychic for sure and a trying to pluto as well so absolutely i agree yeah so that would be for like especially day. mediums especially yeah. mediums this is going to be a good day for you um and there's it's part of a what is that um that triangle is called a minor grand trine um so you can kind of see it there with in relation to neptune the moon and pluto there mm -hmm. so that's awesome so it's actually like over the as we move into the weekend you should feel some of the changes are taking place not that it was hard earlier in the week but that some of the things that might have been a little challenging, I think we all have challenges every day, right? Okay, like sometimes my challenge is what am I gonna have for lunch? But you know, I'm serious, like sometimes serious challenges, especially um, for some people, we just, I don't know. And so, <laughs> uh, so you know, it's, it's whatever your challenge is day to day, those will start dimming and it will become easier over the weekend things will become more smooth and uh and less hard especially on this day so um mercury is trining jupiter on sunday so mercury is still in retrograde pattern but it's trining jupiter who's slowing down 
And Jupiter is kind of going, okay, are you ready to manifest that now? Are you sure you thought this all out? And that's what this conversation is about. Jupiter is asking Mercury, okay, is this what you want? Because I'm about to go forward and bring what you asked for. So is this what you want? Make sure you check this list and this is the things that you want. And we're going to try to manifest those. Okay, so that's kind of what Jupiter is saying. It's slowing down, but it won't actually go direct for like another week. It will go direct on the 30th. Um, and it will be out of its shadow by March, which I've explained before. Jupiter is very similar um, in its travels, just like Mercury retrograde. When before it goes into retrograde, it it, cre it passes over a certain area of the chart. And then, of course, it goes backwards. And then when it comes back, it's going to go over that area again. So often when it's coming back over it, it will sort of bring some completion to it or it will finalize things or sort of sum it up. Okay, so that's not till later in the month, but you can just know that on this day, if you start feeling like I really want to have this or I want to have that. And this is, you know, this is Christmas Eve. Um, so, you know, you could find yourself making wishes for some reason. You could find yourself, <laughs> Zoom doesn't like that. Um, you could find yourself, um, dreaming some things or something like that. And so you want to, you want to, uh, allow those wishes to come true and allow those things to come through to Jupiter. So I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about how life sucks. Um, because this is an interesting thing that I have found that I was reading about Jupiter because, you know, Jupiter is big and it's very spiritual. And sometimes we spend a lot of time focused on our victimhood and how we're victims of life. Okay. And so, um, so if you spend a lot of time thinking about how your life sucks, um, then that's how later things uh, you tend to stay focused on those things. Um, and really, even if good things happen, we still stay focused on the shitty things. And so, um, so what I'm going to say is that if you try to focus on the good things and at least ask for good things to happen, you're more likely to notice when those good things happen. And, um, I noticed some people, they're just very, they need to spiritually go through that experience of feeling like the victim all the time. And I think that they have to experience that. So if mm. you have someone like that in your life, mm. it feels frustrating, just try to have compassion for them and recognize that this is a journey they have to go through. They have to feel that victimhood. They have to feel how shitty it is so that they can experience that and then learn from it. Okay. Um, so like, I think that that's just something that, and it's usually in their chart somewhere. Um, I know I was uh, a Venus retrograde person. If you're born with Venus retrograde, you'll have really shitty self-esteem in your first like 10, 20 years, but the good in your first, like about 20 something years. But the good news is, is in your progress chart, Venus will start moving forward. So hopefully you'll get over it, but you had to learn that lesson for some reason. And it's, and it's often becomes something in your cup of skills. Okay, so I know what it feels like to have shitty self-esteem. And I know what it feels like to make yourself the victim of life. And so let me help you because you're clearly, that's where you're at. And let me help you out of that, hopefully. Now, so, some people just don't want to be helped. And right. 
there's nothing you can do about That's it, right. okay? But I'm just going to say on this day, try not to focus even leading up to it, like the 23rd, the 24th, and Christmas Day. Do not focus on what you don't want. Focus yeah. on what you do want. Absolutely. Okay? Try to just, yeah. if you find your brain going back to the negative thoughts, just go, okay, thank you. I know that that sucks, but I'm going to go, I, I'd really like to have this happen instead. And I'd like you to try to imagine what you would like to happen instead. Okay? Like literally I say, instead, I would love to have such and such. Okay? There you go. And that really, that really helps. And since Chiron, the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's other signs in the sky that this is going to be happening, like with Chiron in conjunct Venus um, and Pallas Athena, which are kind of hanging out together anyway. So Venus is asking you about making a strategy. They're about 10 degrees apart now, but there's Venus for sure is in a trine to Neptune. So she's kind of asking you to put your dreams and visions forward. So this is another sign that you should do that. But Chiron is in conjunct. So Chiron is sort of off of that. Okay. And um, Neptune is squaring the sun. So you just want to be careful about what you, you're visioning. You know, you want to make sure that, so it's, spirit is kind of challenging you to put those victim thoughts behind and to instead put forth what you really want. And you could do a simple practice that lots of people do, especially on the 24th, and say to yourself, just for today, I'm going to avoid my negative thoughts and avoid speaking negative thoughts just for today. Yeah. And that's all you have to think about. Yeah. And that little act can be so powerful because it's that theme thing again. So you have the moon in Gemini and Gemini is like literally sometimes feeling like you have a devil and an angel on each shoulder. Which yeah. voice are you <laughs> going to listen to? Which, uh, which, who are you going to feed? Which wolf are you going to yeah, feed? Yeah, I was about to say, which, which wolf are you going to uh, feed? And so, um, you know, because Gemini's the twins and it could go either way. There's literally that. So mindful of your words speak your best wishes because you have that mercury trying jupiter and when the moon is in gemini it's answering to mercury so yeah can't stress it enough it's a wonderful if you're praying speaking beautiful thoughts and saying uh what speaking your intentions and what you really want to create in the world wonderful don't give in to the little devil that might also try to you know, get in a few jabs. That's I would <laughs> I would be wary because you have Sun square Saturn. Sorry, Moon square Saturn. So again, squares can be powerful opportunities to take the right action because Saturn is always going to make you take account, be responsible. What's the responsible thing to do? So square Saturn, Moon square Saturn is what do I need to be responsible about? And we have a trine to Pluto, which is a beautiful thing. Um, so I would just, uh, yeah, it's a day to, I don't think it'd be too hard to do that with all those sextiles and trines. Yeah, I know. So right? I just want to, but, but sometimes trauma can really teach us to focus on the negative or, and you know, it's the holidays. People get triggered. It happens. And sometimes you feel like it's out of your control. Like, 
ah, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that's the reality right there. Yeah, that is the reality. And so it's a beautiful week. And Absolutely. by the time you come up on to Christmas Eve, things should be starting to get much, much better. And um, it's not really a hard week at all. It's actually kind of a pretty good week. And um, there's a lot of good things happening in the sky. And I'm just going to quote Nadia Shah because I think I think it's an excellent message that the universe is, is kind and loving. And I really vibe with that. It's one of the things that I really appreciated about Nadia Shah for saying that. Because there's a lot of us that listen to astrology or focus on astrology and man, oh man, I go into like some astrology groups and I'm like, don't beat yourself up about that. Good grief. Wow. Like, you know, the judgment because you're a Pisces rising or a Scorpio or a whatever. Wow. Every sign has a shadow sign. Every sign has a right. light sign. And we all have shadow and light within us. And we all have capabilities of shifting from the shadow into the light if that's where you want to be that's where you'll be and i'm just saying that like and i didn't always believe that venus retrograde i used <laughs> to think i used to think that it was impossible for me to ever be in the light really um and uh later at some point i chose around my saturn returns i chose to step into the light and when i did i was like whoa this is so much better I like this. <laughs> this is so much easier. And I could walk around thinking about how I was a victim of life and because I surely have plenty of reasons to be a victim of life. Um, but now instead I feel like light, the universe is on my side and that the universe is kind and loving to me and that the universe is constantly trying to help me. And sometimes I get mad and frustrated and I say, fuck, what is this about? And yeah, I absolutely feel that way sometimes. But I don't feel so much like the victim. Instead, I just am frustrated that I can't figure out what I'm really supposed to be doing with this, right? You know? Um, I know my heart, my heart condition really felt like that, right? Okay. So there are some some challenges that are really hard to overcome. And it's kind of like, what am I supposed to be learning here? Right? Perimenopause feels that way what the hell am I supposed to be learning? And clearly I'm learning something. So, um, so I, I've come to that and be in the light that way where when I was in the shadow, I would just assume I was a victim of life. Mm. It's a weird, mm. it's a weird perspective for sure. I like the perspective of remember when you're going through shit, keep going for one thing. Yeah, don't and, stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Keep going, and um, and that it has a purpose. There's going to be a gift in there somewhere because we don't suffer for nothing. Suffering is usually what leads us to our greatest insights, awarenesses, growth. Uh, it's how we make our scars gold, and uh, I really believe that if you can remind yourself at some point in the midst of it, there's a reason for this, and I'm gonna. It's gonna. I'm gonna learn something it uh, it helps i think soothe some maybe unconscious part of us that we don't suffer for nothing it's not no. it's not for no reason and remember to harvest whatever lessons life is trying to give you that the, you know it's life is never all one way it's never all good never and no bad 
you know, or all bad and no little bit of shining good. It's so I think that's yeah. part of the lesson as well is sort of getting that subtlety and remember what you focus on, what you emphasize, what you give your attention to gets bigger. Yeah, and I think um, I've really spent a lot of time thinking about suffering because mm. it's a Buddhist thing. Mm. Um, and sometimes I disagree with Buddhists. Like sometimes Buddhists, some Buddhist teachers will say, well, we want to avoid suffering or we want to get away from suffering or not create our own suffering. And I'm kind of like, well, we always create our own suffering, right? Word. <laughs> um, because we have expectations about things. And that's the Buddhist perspective. And I do agree with that. Um, even when I was in pain, my expectation was that I wouldn't be in pain, but I was in pain. Um, and so then that's what creates the suffering, right? Okay, because I expect not to be in pain, but maybe there's something in the pain. And so when I came to that acceptance, that was how I shed the creating my own suffering, right? But I don't know, I think that we have to experience that suffering of creating our own suffering so that we can learn to shed it. So like, I think that there's a balance mm. in the middle place rather than just avoiding all suffering like i'm not sure that that's like i know it's the buddhist way but um but it's it it doesn't seem realistic to me and uh in my meditations that's what i've concluded is that we have to experience mm. creating our own suffering mm. so that we can also learn how to not create our own suffering and go maybe there's a different perspective to this because if you were just born with that which i don't i've never met anyone that was like kids usually always create their own suffering right like they expect to have ice cream after dinner mom says no because you already had candy this afternoon and they are pissed right okay like no kid is gonna walk away going okay well i guess i created my own suffering by expecting to have right this is just not gonna happen so in my opinion i just think like like we have to learn I think you're right. And humans that are that's, learning all the time. Right. Yeah. That's the path of wisdom is uh, learning that. It's somewhere in the to, middle. Is stop creating your own suffering. Yeah. It's the act of learning how to stop right. your own suffering. That's really important. So you're, you know, everybody creates their own suffering from the moment you are born uh, and onward from there. We all create our own suffering it is a normal part it's of the human condition. Teacher. <laughs> and I appreciate Buddhism for that, for saying, well, this is part of the human condition. It is. And so um, so just be aware of that, okay, my friends? And you can change. Change is possible. Something I also didn't believe in. I used to think that, like, you were fake if you changed. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's a funny thing. So here, this is in the past. And um, this is w something that Spirit's trying to remind you of. And this is the nine of wands and this is an interesting card because it is very much about our wounds hmm. it's about what we carry forward and where we've come from like what i was just talking about with my venus retrograde right okay i've come from where i had very low self-esteem in a really bad way okay and uh it almost took my life um many times so i'm just gonna say that this is about the wounding this is about remembering where you came from and remembering that wounding, but also taking it in your own hands. If you notice, 
this person is standing in front of a bunch of wands, right? Now, most of them are in the ground and they're part of the system, but they have at least one of them in their hand. And I think that this symbolizes taking it into your own hands. That sometimes you have, like I mentioned, you have to take things in your own hands. It just is the way it is. Um, it's important for you to stand in your own power and find your own self, find out who you are and what you're made of. And I'm pretty sure that's what this is about. This is about coming from where, coming from our wounds, but um, that we took our own power and how do we change that? Maybe you had some other things that you've overcome. Uh, we all have our own journeys and go at it at different, different from different angles and different perspectives. But for sure, that's one of them. And then this one, this card is beautiful because this is the Eight of Wands, which I just realized that all three cards are wands. So this is very much about intentions and visions. So here we go again with that theme that we were talking about uh, pretty much all week about your visioning and what you're thinking is a good idea. And so this is the Eight of Wands and this is about the present and this is about this week. And it's saying, Spirit is saying, send your messages out. Put your visions out into the world. Send a message, make sure the messages get out. Um, and that's pretty much what this is all about and receiving spirits, receiving messages from spirits. Cause I think sometimes our spirit guides go, hey, do that. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, and then we should listen to that. We should respond to that. And that's really what this is about. It's about the messages that you put out in the world, your, the messages that you send to the universe and the ones that you receive. And this is the Eight of Wands, especially in relation to your visions and dreams um, or manifestations that you're trying to bring forth, okay? And then this card um, is all about creating that manifestation, especially in teamwork, maybe with other people. Um, this is especially strong for two people to come together and manifest your dreams and make them um, solid. That's pretty much what the Two of Wands is. It's about a team that's able to come together and manifest those visions together. And that's pretty much, and that's in the future. So Spirit is reassuring you that in the future, this will come for you, okay? That you, and you might team with another person or another team, um, and that's going to manifest what you're looking for. So remember to be aware of your own wounding and how you took control of it, how you changed it, how you shifted it, how you made it different for you and how you took power of your own situation. And remember to put out those wishes for a better future and, um, and receive the messages from spirit too. Okay. And that's pretty much what this card is about is so, so, you know, focus on the messages you're sending out and the ones that you're receiving. And going forward, can you believe it? Those things are actually going to come true. And that's exactly what this card is about, is about you teaming up with others or um, creating some sort of collaboration that will help manifest your dreams. All right. Wow. That's amazing how that dovetailed with the end of the astrology reading. Totally did. <laughs> totally right, did. Right there. That's so cool. I love it when it happens like that. Yeah, it's pretty magical. It's awesome. And that's for you. You were meant to hear that. Right. Your dreams can come true. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I used to think none of my dreams would come true, and now I found out that was a total lie. Um, but you have to speak them. You have to yeah. think about what you really want, feel into it, and that, you know, Mercury, Trine, Jupiter, all that energy that we've been talking about, really great opportunity to speak to the universe and speak your brightest best wish wishes yeah you know for the greatest good of all that's how i usually finish my prayers for the greatest good of all that's right yeah and when we can stay positive and um shift our attitudes it's worth it's worth more than you can imagine so my friends that's i right. hope that you have a beautiful week please comment like subscribe share um, tell us how it's going for you. Is this vibing for you? Is this um, resonating for you right now in your life? And what's going on for you? I'd love to hear about it. I love it when you guys comment and share. Um, love hearing from you. And, uh, you know, we appreciate any uh, feedback. Solstice blessings. It's my birthday on the 20th. I think That's we've right. made that clear. And so happy birthday to all the Sagittarians and Sagicorns and Capricorns. <laughs> right. Since I bridged that. <laughs> and um, we wish you all the very best in the holiday season and bright blessings for a Yule and the return of the sun. Woohoo! The days will finally get longer. What a relief. <laughs> all right, my Have friends. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.